0: Hey, Hope family, hope you are ready for another week of Hope Dailies and trusting that these continue to be an encouragement to you and a useful tool for you. Today and Friday, I will be finishing up our look at different ways we can engage the Bible. Obviously, these eight methods were not meant to be an exhaustive list, but rather attempts to help you engage with Scripture in new and life-giving ways. Thus far, we have seen that the Bible is a book to read, commands to obey, a land to experience, a way to live, a story to engage, and questions to ask. As we've taken a look at those six ways, I hope that you find something practical that you can incorporate into your regular reading of the Bible. This week, we will post images online uh, that will go through some of the practical suggestions that I made. That way, you can refer back to them as you go. I think trying to incorporate all eight of these ways and the even more uh, practical suggestions that I made, trying to incorporate all of those at once would be overwhelming uh, and probably doesn't make a lot of meaningful sense, but each way probably has a fruitful season for you. So, for a time, maybe it is best for you to read scripture as questions to ask, and then other times it's best to read it as commands to obey. And certainly there will be some overlap, um, but I will trust that the Spirit will lead you in that. Today, we're going to see that the Bible is also a wrestling match. In the face of deep pain and hurt, There often appear two options for Christians. We can hunker down and trust God's word. Trust that there is a reason for everything. Trust that he is working all things, even this terrible circumstance we're experiencing, together for our good. We can trust the promises and keep the faith. Or we can throw in the towel. Give up on the whole thing and walk away from our faith. The response to terrible things in the face of the teachings about God's goodness have always been a troubling space for Christians to be in. The problem isn't going away either. Millennials and members of Gen Z are more likely to cite the problem of evil coexisting with a good God as their reason for unbelief than older generations. Perhaps this is because we're more plugged into what is happening in the world, so Even though statistically we're living through one of the safest times in history, we are more aware of the evil. But the reasons don't really matter as much as our readiness to answer. And if the two answers are just have faith or just walk away from the faith, more than ever, people are likely to choose the latter. I think we have more options than just those two, however. Let's go to Genesis 32. Verses twenty four and thirty two. There we read, And Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the day has broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then he said, Your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel. Who's the man that Jacob wrestles with? Where did he come from? Was this a regular occurrence for Jacob, or at least for others of the faith? And probably about a dozen other questions. But regardless who Jacob is wrestling, whether it's an angel, a pre-incarnate Jesus, or God the Father, the implications are the same. God joins Jacob in his struggles as an active participant. The name God gives Jacob after this means to wrestle or struggle with God. Jacob is not punished for struggling with God. He is not obliterated or struck with lightning. He does have a limp and some hip pain to deal with, but actions have consequences. God invites and even rewards Jacob's wrestling. There is no growth without wrestling. There is no transformation without struggle. Jacob isn't the only example we have of wrestling or struggling with God. Genesis 18 tells us a story of Abraham pleading with God to have mercy on the people of Sodom. In Exodus, after the golden calf incident, Moses pleads with God not to wipe out the people completely. In 2 Kings 20, King Hezekiah becomes ill and he was told by the prophet Isaiah that he was going to die in a short time but through passionate prayers, God grants Hezekiah 15 more years of life. There's an entire book in the Old Testament called Lamentations, and it's filled with complaints, accusations, and pleas from Jeremiah on behalf of Israel. Out of the 150 Psalms, at least 65 of them have been characterized as laments, cries demanding to be heard. Jesus himself struggles with God in the garden, pleading for this cup to pass him. And while suffering on the cross, he quotes a psalm of lament, crying out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The Bible doesn't shy away from the fact that the people of God have wrestled with God. I'd argue that it encourages it. The encouragements and the promises of God stand true always, but in the midst of our pain, they can become heavy burdens. Sometimes what we need is permission to wrestle. The Bible gives us that permission. Perhaps you need to wrestle with God. We always want to approach God with respect. and I think part of that respect is trusting that he can handle your doubts, frustrations, and accusations. We often wonder, did I go too far with my prayers, feelings, or emotions? When we read some of the authors of scripture, it seems like we could start asking, have I gone far enough? Am I really being honest with God? Spend some time thinking about the difficult moments of your life. How did you process through them? What did other Christians say that helped? What did they say that hurt? How did these difficult times affect your relationship with God's Word? Maybe you haven't fully worked through those experiences. Find a trusted Christian friend, myself or Mark, or a counselor therapist to talk through some of those things. You can also get a new journal. Start recording some of your own laments, complaints, or struggles with God. Keep going back to this journal and pray through it regularly. Find an older Christian you trust and ask them to walk you through their journey with pain and suffering. And finally, you can make a practice of reading a psalm maybe before or after dinner each night. Note how many of them convey a tone of struggle or lament. Maybe it's time for you to have your own wrestling match with God. Remember, on the other side of these divine wrestling matches is growth and blessing and often limping. Your newly acquired blessing, name, and limp will become a gift to you and those around you. A gift your friends and family wouldn't be able to receive unless you had the courage and the audacity to wrestle and struggle with God.